Hey, welcome. It's been a little while. I mean, the last podcast we did, Shut Your Blowhole podcast we did at the XL Center during a Wolfpack game. Uh, now it's the summer, so things are kind of cooled down on the hockey front. You know, we're still following the XL Center, seeing the incredible work that's being done. They have a now an NHL-ready ice sheet that's good enough for any team in the NHL. I'm here with Jerry Irwin. We're the Whaler guys. You're listening to Podcast 28, Shut Your Blowhole. Jerry, what do you got to say to kick us off here? Well, 20, you know, 28 we, we talked about, you know, who 28 was. And to us, both of us as big Whaler fans, it's number 28 that comes to light is Paul Lawless. You know, he was drafted by the Whalers uh, in 83, uh, played for the Whalers uh, and began his career in 84. Uh, also played for the Philadelphia Flyers, Vancouver Canucks, and Toronto Maple Leafs. And his last NHL season was in 1989. Uh, you know, you look at his stats, and, you know, uh, with Ron Francis, just with, that we spoke about, um, he has, has a Hartford Whaler um, record, most points in one game. It was six points in one game versus the Toronto Maple Leafs on January 4th, 1987. He shares that record, yeah. uh, six points with Ron Francis. Yeah, Ron Francis did that on that. If you remember, there was a game in March of 87 where they beat the Bruins 10-2. to was, I was at that game. That was a phenomenal game. And Ron Francis tied uh, the point mark. So, that I, you know, I would bet that, that six points... Uh, still holds today. Of course, there haven't been any games in 20 years, but uh, you know, I bet you that is still the uh, the record uh, for uh, points in a game for a, a Whaler. So they must must split it, and we we believe that uh, Paul Lawless is going to show up at the Yard Goats this weekend uh, for Whaler Weekend. If you if you haven't heard, the going to be about 20 or so Whalers and Chuck Caton and a few other people uh, going to the Yard Goats. And, uh, you know, having a Whaler weekend, they're going to play uh, Brass Bonanza. They're going to have, you know, the Booster Club's going to be there. They're going to have all these kind of Whaler-themed events because the Yard Goats do it right. They, they market to the market, and uh, we, we've been crying for this for years. So it's and good to know, have baseball. It, it was yeah. funny. It was funny because, you know, we went to a bunch of games, and the uh, first couple of games we got there a little tardy. So we, you know, uh, got in line for our adult beverages and uh, – you know, the other night we went to the game and we saw the Yard Goats take the field, and they take the field to the Brass Bonanza. Uh, that's a really fun thing. You know, uh, like Pete said, it's a marketing marketing thing that Dean Zappalardi, who was a guest on our show just a couple weeks ago, uh, doing a great job with the corporate partner. Uh, he's the vice president, uh, director of yeah, uh, corporate partnership. Yeah, right. And, yeah. Um, you know, he, he knows how much those colors. He was a season ticket holder for the Whalers. Yeah. So, you know, they know what they have with uh, the market. Uh, Paul Lawless uh, was part of that leg line. You had Lawless, uh, you had Everson, and you had Gavin. Uh, yeah. Great line. Part of that great 86, uh, 87 season, 85-86 yeah. season. Uh, yeah. You know, his, his career went back and forth. When he got drafted, he was drafted 14th overall. And he started out in the 81-82 season with the Windsor Spitfires, went to the Whalers 82-83, played 47 games, six goals, nine assists, 15 points. Yeah. You know, then he went back to Windsor, back to Hartford, flip-flop back and forth. And then in 83-84, uh, Windsor was the affiliate. Uh, he played 55 games next season, 84-85, only played eight games with uh, uh, the Binghamton Whalers, then went to the... Uh, Salt Lake Golden Eagles wow. uh, of the IHL. Wow. Then 85-86 really made his mark in Hartford with uh, 64 total games played, 17 goals, 21 assists, 38 points. And then the next year, the 86-87 season, 
which we all know is Whaler Mania. Yeah. Uh, he played a total of 60 games, 22 goals, 32 assists with 54 points. So when you look at what Lawless contributed, it, that 86-87 Whaler Mania season, uh, he really came out. And uh, unfortunately, that was uh, his last, ga- uh, last uh, season with the Whalers because he was then... Uh, signed with Vancouver for the 87-88 season. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting, he played with Vancouver 87-88, but also came back to Hartford that same season, 87-88, and played in 27 games with the Whalers. Then went on in later on 87-88 to the, the Philadelphia Flyers. That's right, yeah. So uh, And he was fast. I mean, uh, you know, Paul Wallace was so fast. You remember, if you ever watched the Whaler video yearbook of 86-87, uh, Rick Peckham does an interview with him, and it's kind of funny. He's sitting at a restaurant, and he's got, like, about four plates of food. Uh, and, you know, he, he needed a lot of food to power that engine because he was a fast skater. Now, that leg line uh, was Lawless, Everson, and Deneen. And uh, Everson was a great two-way center. Gavin. And Gavin was this, yeah. this pesky guy who was always there, who the Whalers also lost to an expansion draft. He went on to Minnesota and uh, made it to a Stanley Cup final against Pittsburgh. Ironically, against uh, Ron Francis and Ulf Samuelson uh, when the Minnesota North Stars played the Pittsburgh Penguins in the Stanley Cup Final. But uh, Lawless was one of those guys who was just so fast. And, uh, you know, we did see him recently. He was at the Whaler Fest in uh, 2010. Uh, you know, and he, he has always been a fan favorite. I mean, everybody remembers the leg line. You know, it was, it was neat. He was, he was in the prime of his career when he was here in Hartford. Uh, he kind of had a, a kind of an ego. Uh, but, you know, seeing him back when uh, we had the, the Whaler Fest uh, over at Rensselaer, just a down-to-earth guy. Um, I think he is the son of a, uh, at the time, a retired Toronto police officer. Um, and so, you know, to get a little background on him when we used to talk, uh, you know, I grew up in West Hartford, and him and Dana Merzen actually lived right in West Hartford and uh, stayed at a, a friend's house. And I got to meet and, and really uh, get to know Dana and Paul Lawless uh, quite well. And just really down-to-earth guys, uh, Dana being from uh, Calgary, um, just a really good guy. Um, went to his Easy Top concert with Dana. Um, and that's what the Whalers of 86, 87 were like. Yeah. Uh, they, again, we go back to that whole community thing. Everyone knew who they were, uh, the, the guys with families. People would ask how their families were. It wasn't just hockey as a business. You were involved personally of what they were doing. Uh, kind of like uh, last night when we had uh, Keith McCambridge on, uh, the yeah. new uh, bench coach for the uh, Hartford Wolfpack. Uh, great guy. Grew up in Winnipeg. Yeah. Uh, again, down-to-earth personality. I'm really excited to see what he can do with the Wolfpack this year. Yeah, you know, we did we did a show last night with the Wolfpack head coach. It was the... Uh, the first ever interview, I think, with the coach, the new head coach. He, you know, came all the way from uh, from Winnipeg. He grew up in uh, Selkirk, uh, Manitoba, and uh, you know was a, was a Winnipeg Jets guy who went to games when he was younger. And we thought it was interesting that he was drafted in '94, which was the year that the NHL draft was in Hartford. So, in a way, the uh, the Hartford Wolfpack coach now was drafted by the Calgary Flames in the eighth round. Uh, you know, and he was kind of drafted out of Hartford when you say it like that. And so he was a, a super nice guy, uh, you know, had, had a lot to say. 
Uh, I love the fact that he says he wants to get the team more aggressive so that they're playing on their toes rather than on their heels because, uh, you know, with no disrespect to Kendrick Janander, last season we saw a lot of traffic in front of the Wolfpack net where uh, the opposing team would camp out uh, and it would just, you know, nobody should be sitting in front of your opposing, uh, in front of the net uh, from the opposing team for that long. It was, it was uh, you know, something that they're going to work on. So, uh, you know, he was an assistant coach last year under Janander. Uh, it seems like he's got like a full uh, round. Of, he knows exactly what's going on and, uh, you know, had some good things to say about Huska. He did. Who was a UConn prospect. Uh, I mean, the Ranger prospect. Uh, as UConn uh, head goaltender yeah, right now. And, he, you know, he, he did. He said he had a great developmental camp uh, with the Wolfpack, and uh, he looked really sharp, which is good for us UConn hockey fans because uh, he's going to be a starting goalie this year coming in. Yeah, you know, um, yeah. Keith um, at Cambridge uh, played 11 uh, professional seasons, and he's um, now into his 13th season as a coach. Yeah. So, you know, th- he brings a lot of experience. I like what he had to say about holding the player's accountable. Yeah. Uh, his number one uh, rule is work ethic. Get out there. Yeah. How you practice is how you play. Uh, I really, really did like him. Uh, like you said, very personable. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and you know, it's it's great to have him, and he feels honored to be the, the next head coach of the Hartford Wolfpack. Right. And you know what I like about it, and, and again, you know, he's not a Ranger guy. He's a guy, a Canadian guy, Winnipeg, did the Manitoba Moose. It was over at St. John's for a couple of years where they had to fly to every game as an HL team. I mean, you can't get to St. John's unless you're on a ferry or a plane. Prior to that, he was with the Anchorage Aces. Yeah, uh, so the Alaska they, Aces, yeah. yeah. The Alaska Aces, yeah. and they had to fly from Anchorage all the way down to Austin to play uh, play a playoff game. Yeah, it was uh, the Stingrays yes. in North Carolina. Uh, South Carolina. Yeah, yep. South Carolina. That's yep. uh, South Carolina, yep. that's right. And so that's a long trip. And then, of course, when he was with St. John's, um, you know, he won the Kelly Cup with the Alaska Aces as a player coach. Now, he was in the AHL uh, Calder Cup Finals as coach of St. John's, and they had to fly to uh, Texas to play uh, the, the Dallas uh, da- uh, the, yeah. the, the Stars uh, minor league team there. Yep. Uh, was that in Houston? I forget. But anyway, yeah. it was the Dallas the Stars. Houston, yeah, the Arrows. Yeah, the, the Arrows. Yep. So anyway, so, um, yeah, he, he had these long trips. But he's got a guy. I mean, here's a guy who was a big defenseman. And, uh, you know, we, we gave him a little bit of a ribbing. Because uh, he had 13, 31, uh, th- 1,331 penalty minutes in 461 AHL and IHL games. And I was kind of like, hey, coach, you know, I kind of like this because, you know, maybe you can bring that physical style that you used to have as a, as a defenseman and, uh, you know, get the Wolfpack to hit somebody, you know, because uh, you know, they need to, to get more physical in their games and get a little bit more, uh, you know, aggressive in the defensive zone. And, uh, you know, with a guy with that many penalty minutes, this means that this new Wolfpack coach – Every game, he spent about three minutes in the penalty box. So, so he definitely, uh, you know, he said it was a different game then. He was absolutely right. It was a different game then. It was a lot more physical. But um, I, I like the fact that, you know, he seemed like a very nice guy to us. But on the ice, he was probably a monster to deal with. I mean, he, he I just seems a, like it. Yeah. I think he takes it as a business. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, he, he has to prepare these players. And he says, you know, when, when the Rangers run their camps, they're going to send people down. He goes, I, I, I didn't like his wording. The only thing I didn't like about it was wording was, you know, we're going to get the, the players that are going to fall through the cracks. Yeah. Now, we meant that respectfully. It just came across as, yeah, you're getting the, the yeah. but you don't. These are guys that obviously the spots are filled up with the Rangers organization, and they're going to come down to uh, the AHL and play until they need to be called up. And it's one of those things where he has to be ready for 
maybe a couple weeks, maybe a month of depression uh, <laughs> that they didn't make the parent club. And yeah. he has to now prepare him to get on board with his game plan of how he wants this, this team to go forward for the opening season. Uh, yeah, opening I mean, it was really cool to have him come on the show. I mean, it, it meant a lot to us. And, you know, like I said, it was his first interview. And, you know, maybe some of you are sitting at home and go, hey, these are the Whaler guys. Why are we talking Wolfpack? I, I know what you're saying. And believe me, there's a reason behind all this because, you know, whether you like it or not, Wolfpack attendance does help the Excel Center. There's 170,000 people that come into the Civic Center for AHL hockey. There isn't another franchise that's going to come here at this time. They're all locked up somewhere else. and they're not. So when you have an option of AHL or no AHL, you go with AHL because we need people to come into this Excel Center. The more people that come, I tell you, we get numbers from the CRDA. They are watching to see how many people come into the Excel Center. The more people that come in, the better. I don't care if you go in and root for the other team. I don't care what you do. But we're we're going to support the Wolfpack, and we're you know it's not saying we're in love with the Rangers or anything. Because as a fan, my favorite thing to do is to root against the Rangers in the playoffs. But as far as Hartford goes, I hope people come watch hockey. I hope they get involved. I hope they root for somebody. I don't care who they root for. But we need to get the Excel Center done. I think Jerry kind of agrees with me. Yeah. What he says now? Yeah, it's one of those things <laughs> where you know we're taxpayers. Uh, all these people are complaining about how much the Excel Center is in the red. Well, there's only one way to solve that problem: is to attend events at the Excel Center. Yes, it's a hockey team. It might not be your favorite, like Peter said. If you don't want to root for them, root for the other team. Wear your jerseys. Wear your National Hockey League. Wear jerseys. your Whaler jersey. I don't care. Yeah. You know what? Buy a ticket, sit in the seats, and enjoy yourself. It's good hockey. Uh, last year was rough hockey um, yeah. because they they were tough. They, they had a sucked. tough season. They were really bad. <laughs> Let's um, not and, 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 and it's too bad because, you know, these are young guys trying to get their starts. And if it was the Binghamton Whalers and they happen to be the Whalers, they're the same kids. They're college kids coming out. They're kid, there's guys from other parts of the country that were traded to the Rangers and now they're down in a developmental yeah. league uh, because there's no room up in the parent club. These are our guys, uh, our hockey club, just like UConn, until we can secure an NHL team. And that's a great segue to the depressing news we heard today. The Carolina Hurricanes have been purchased. Possibly. Well, most it likely. To, it has to be it has to be approved by the Board of Governors for four hundred and fifty million, and it is the owner of the Texas Rangers baseball club. Yeah. And they will be staying in Carolina. So for a couple of people I know that work for their organization. It's good for them because they don't have to uproot themselves and move somewhere else. It's bad news for us because we want an NHL hockey club. And I talked to some people in the state today and told them the bad news. And they just said we have to keep on going and and get the XL Center so we maintain a marketable um, market here in Hartford with the XL Center being a modern facility. So, you know, with all these naysayers out there that don't want to – invest in the future, they can shove off. Because you know what? We need the XL Center to keep the nucleus in Hartford and, and the economic development that's going on in Hartford. All this stuff coming together, as I have said many, many times, whether it's here on the podcast or uh, at the TV show, uh, it's about building Hartford and maintaining Hartford as marketable and enter, and getting young people to stay here in a Hartford area. Again, I have my opinions because... The taxes are just way too expensive here in the state of Connecticut. Right, right. That's not our battle to fight. You know what? That's above our pay grade. Let someone else handle it. 
We'll, let's just concentrate on what we can have an effect on. What we can have an effect on is putting fannies in the seats to see hockey. Yeah. And you know what? Root for whoever the hell you want to root for. I don't care if you go to a UConn game and you want Boston College. You're buying a ticket. I'm going to win at the end because you know what? You're buying a ticket. And yeah, you're going to sure. buy a beer and you buy a hot dog. And you know what? Money goes back to the state and the CRDA. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, right now the, the Rangers have an offer to stay in Hartford for $3.1 million over two years. I think the state should say, hey. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you make it two point five, or why don't you make it less? Or you know, I think the state should should negotiate. Now, according to uh, you know Michael Freemuth, he said that the the meetings have been very preliminary. I put that in quotes, preliminary, uh, because he says that you know they haven't had a lot of discussion. But the the Rangers have made an offer. They want to stay here. At the time, there's no other team to move in because I'll tell you what: if there's another AHL team, I don't have a problem with any AHL team coming here. But we need an AHL team to come here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, going back to the Carolina thing. The thing that surprises me most about that is the price tag, $500 million. That's what Carmanos wanted. I didn't think he'd ever get that. But don't forget, Phoenix doesn't have a place to play next year. The Islanders are still up in the well, air. Wait a minute. Though, Hold you know? on. Yeah. It's $500 million. Yeah. How much of that is the team and how much is it of debt? Yeah, because that's a problem. Because at one point, I think they were around... Three hundred million, yeah. three fifty. Yeah. So the remainder of that could be debt, and we know that Carmanos is being sued by his sons unless they've alleviated that problem. Nah. Um, for one hundred five million. So you know, this guy obviously is not a very good hockey man. Um, but you know, five hundred million dollars to me is an awful lot for a very poor hockey club that's not attracting the big crowds like they want to attract to maintain a business down there. Now, this Texas Ranger guy, I don't know if he's a moron, but I'm just saying, he paid $500 million maybe for this team that, A, was the least drawn team in the NHL today. And don't forget, the Carolina Hurricanes drew less this year than the Whalers did their final year. Think about that. So, uh, you know, we've heard rumblings and rumors and whatnot about the NHL being in town this week. Don't know if it's related. I don't know. You know, we don't know if it's the Rangers coming uh, to discuss more about uh, possible lease extensions. Uh, but the bottom line is you have to keep hockey in Hartford, even if it's not the hockey you want. And, and it is. And, you know, I think, you know, being the summertime, um, it's time for – our Whaler fans to come out this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, yeah. uh, to the Whaler Weekend, the Yard Goats. Uh, they're going to have about 16 to 20 players. Um, we know that Paul Wallace has confirmed that he will be there yeah. uh, through our sources, right. as well as, um, you know, they talked about, uh, who, who else did they have? They had Knockbauer? Or was it uh, Ed Hospidar? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Ed, Ed Hospidar. Uh, Norm Barnes. Yeah. Uh, these are all former players. Jordy Douglas, who's a Winnipeg native, and uh, Keith McCambridge knew him. Yeah, he uh, did. He knew that name yeah. right away. Uh, Chuck Caton obviously will be the master of ceremonies with uh, with Dooley, who does the play-by-play for the Yard Goats. So you know, when you look at you know what we have coming to Hartford for this weekend, this is another chance for Whaler fans to get out there, enjoy a, a beautiful ballpark, and as I've said before. The bitchin' and moanin' should stay in the rearview mirror, and it's time to support the Yard Goats. And as um, as a guy who's heard so much out there in the Hartford community, not only did the Yard Goats get the best double-A stadium in the league, 
They have exceeded their attendance. They hit 40,000 fans as of the other day. So, you know, uh, it's working. And I give a lot of credit to guys like Dean and the uh, and the, uh, Tim uh, Russett, the, uh, the general manager, because they've worked very, very hard to get a uh, huge crowds in. Uh, last night was a sellout for the uh, USA was and Japan. Yeah. Wow. I mean, now Tim Kate is the pitcher for UConn. Uh, he's been heavily scouted by the MLB, and uh, you know even the Red Sox offered him a six hundred thousand dollar contract, which he turned down uh, because he just wants to kind of let it play. So they beat Japan in a walk off style last night. The one. weather was horrible. Yeah. Uh, dark skies all around. And, uh, you know, like we said, with UConn and the, and the Hockey East and with this Yargo thing, you know what it is? It shows there's a market here. People want to spend money. I'll tell you, you guys can go to New York Rangers. You can go to Boston. You're going to other states. If the NHL was here, you could see your Bruins. You could see your Rangers. You could see your Whalers. Uh, you know, Hartford is really the place to be. There's money to be spent here. Everybody wants to see events well, it's, and, it's, and nationalized events. It's know? obvious. You know, 40,000 people have gone to a double-A baseball team uh, and spent yeah. their disposable income. Yeah. And, you know, when you look at, you know, you, you walked into the Yard Goats with me, into the Yard Goats uh, gift shop. Yep. They have the Whalers jer- uh, Whaler shirts. They have Yard Goats shirts. They have the Hartford Chiefs, which is part of history in Hartford. The Yard Goats have done a great job to capture Hartford history. Um and this is all part of our identity. And, of course, that's why the Whalers are still here. Uh, the license plates are another example of the state signing off on a Whalers license plate. Yes, it's not going to cost them a thing. That might be the other reason they signed off on it. Um, $60 and $45 is going to go to the uh, Connecticut Children's Medical Center. And, you know, that's a big deal. You know, uh, any time we can get involved, us as Whaler fans... Uh, to kind of carry the torch for what the Whalers did uh, back in the day and, and to a certain degree what the Wolfpack does with the Wolfpack Foundation uh, to the community relations uh, around the, the capital city. Yeah, and heads off to the Wolfpack. I mean, like I said, they won a community uh, you know, uh, relations award for the work they do in the community. And I'll tell you what, like it or not, they, they keep hockey aware. They, they do run around. Uh, we know a lot of the Wolfpack staff. They really work hard. And, again... A lot of people have misconceptions and they get things wrong. You, this is not MSG running the team. The team is run by Comcast Spectacor, uh, and it, most of it is tied to our tax dollars. So, you know, when you root against all this stuff, you, you're kind of like, you know, shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, in order to get this Excel Center done and, you know, getting the ice sheet done and the second concourse done, I can't stress it enough. We need to show that people come to downtown Hartford for events, for hockey, for sports. For uh, Bushnell, uh, you know, make it as much of a market as you can, and uh, you know that's that's what it is. So you're not, you know, when you go to these Wolfpack games, for, don't forget there's Hartford people there working hard to make mm-hmm. this happen. And it gives Hartford residents, uh, some people who live in the city, jobs. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know Lady Faith, who's uh, part of the security staff at uh, the XLs. Yeah, <laughs> she's a great person, uh, and she works two full time jobs. Just to make it work. Right. And, you know, she's beat by the end of the night. And she lives down in the North End. <laughs> and, you know, she works up at Xfinity. Yeah. She works at the Metro lot across the way. And she works at the XL Center. Right. So these are hardworking people that live in the city. 
And what would happen if the Excel Center went away? Again, yeah. more jobs right. gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so true. And you know, it's one hundred and seventy thousand people coming to these AHL games. Like it or not, that's a good punch. I mean, maybe it's twenty fifth in the league, but hey, if there was no AHL team here, what would you do? How do you replace one hundred and seventy thousand people? You would have no. Uh, you would not be able to 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 justify doing the Excel Center money. If you lost 170,000 well, people. And the other thing is you have people who are pissed off about the Wolfpack. Oh, we're going to go to Springfield. Okay. Not only are you going to drive farther. Yeah. And waste more gas. And get look at the traffic. Now, and you're now supporting Massachusetts. Why would you, in God's name, support another state yeah. when we have a hockey club here you can support? Right. I don't care if you like them or not. Go to a hockey game because yep. it's a hockey game. But don't give our money to another state. Exactly. That's bullshit. Yeah, don't be a schmuck. Because yeah. I'll tell you what, if you're a Springfield Thunderbird fan and you live in Connecticut or near Hartford, go to the XL Center. They play five games inside the uh, XL Center. Go to those five games. Root your team on. I mean, there's plenty of Springfield. If you want to drive, you know, if you feel like driving for some ungodly reason, <laughs> go down to Bridgeport and support the Bridgeport team. Yeah, even the Sound Tigers. Yeah. You know what? Keep the money in the state. Yeah. You know, yeah. I if you if you like Springfield, you follow Springfield for a long time. That's different. They're, yeah. they're your team. That's fine. Yeah. I respect that. Yeah. Again, but if you're looking I'm, for something to just not follow the Wolfpack, then yeah. follow someone else. But go to the Excel Center. Yeah, uh, and, and we got a lot of uh, yeah. go on to our Facebook page, uh, the Whalers Brigade. Uh, we posted pictures of the uh, most recent upgrades to the Excel Center, which is the ice sheet, twelve miles of piping, and three hundred and thirty. Cubic yards of concrete will be poured tomorrow between the hours of 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. Yeah, this so is a big one. So they're bringing in 30 dump trucks full of concrete to pour in the XL Center tomorrow to make this an NHL-ready ice sheet. I mean, yeah, we sit here. You may be saying, like, these guys, these whaler guys, a couple of schmucks. I'll tell you what. Maybe we are, but I'll tell you what else. We've seen the innards and the skeletal and the system of this old system and we've seen the skeletal system of this new system, and it is night and day. And we even talked to Coach uh, Keith McCambridge about you know the difference in this season because you were playing last year on a 42-year-old ice sheet that Gordy Howe played on. Now you're playing on something that, I mean, really, it's, it's state-of-the-art. I mean, think about it. The New York Islanders just moved to the Barclays Center. We have a much better ice system than they do. Hands down, better ice system. Than and they remember, do. they're going to be replacing a lot of the boards, maybe even all the boards. I yeah. haven't confirmed no that yet. Funny bounces, right? Yeah. And you know, I think it was great when we were talking about funny bounces. Someone asked uh, at a press conference, "Well, you know, the funny bounce could be a disadvantage to the Wolfpack." Yeah, and it can be an advantage to the Wolfpack. The guy says, "Yeah," and he says it's also a disadvantage to the other team. And so, you know, whoever the jackass who asked the question, oh, I think yeah, know I know who it is. is. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it's, it's all going to be cleared up before this hockey season starts. The number one thing they have to do is not run into problems. Right. Because one day off could put a real crimp into starting that schedule October 6th against the Charlotte Checkers on uh, kind of a, a watch. Uh, but yeah. yeah, October 6th is opening night for the Wolfpack. They will take on the Charlotte Checkers, which last year was coached by Ol Samuelson, who is now one of the assistants over in the Chicago Blackhawks organization. Yeah, I know. Boy, it would have been great to see Ulf here one more time. Uh, you know, he was assistant coach here with the Wolfpack for a while. But hey, good for him. He's in the NHL. I mean, if you're a Whaler fan, how can you not be in love with the Chicago Blackhawks? Sure. 
the core of the coaching staff is your Whaler Maniacs that, yeah. that brought you all the excitement. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, each and every one of those guys uh, loves Hartford, has been great to us, has been great to the fans here, uh, and, and, you know, we love it. So, you know, I hope Chicago does well next year. I hope they do well. They had a rough, rough go this year when they get knocked out by Nashville. You know how hot Nashville swept, was. Swept yeah. in four games. Swept. But, uh, yeah, come, come October 6th, I'll be uh, rooting for Keith McCambridge. And, well, we're going to wrap it up now. Uh, you know, it's Whaler Guys, and this is Shut Your Blowhole. Yeah. It's podcast number 28, Paul Lawless. You guys have a great night. We're the Whaler Guys. You guys are the brigade. One Nation Under Green. Have a good night.